At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today, following what is a Silver Linings edition of today's HHC. Charlotte Falls in Chicago last night, 114-98. to We'll recap all the action for you. We'll also provide you with our Silver Lining performances because as of late, the way the Hornets have played, there's been a lot of options for those Silver Linings with some of the good play that the Hornets have had. We'll get into the X's and O's a little bit about why this one went a little awry for Charlotte as they've lost now two in a row and look to get on the winning ways on the back end of this road trip as it is also a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast Charlotte in the Motor City tonight to take on the Detroit Pistons and we will get your game preview for you for that one as well and helping me out with all these topics today on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast is the one and only Sam Perley. Sam thank you for joining me on a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast and also a game preview of the Hornets Hivecast. Of course. Thank you for having me, as always. So let's go ahead and break this one down a little bit. Charlotte Falls last night, which what ended up being 114-98. to The offense, quite frankly, just was not there. Charlotte looked good out of the gates, shot 55% from the field in the first quarter, 5-9 and beyond the arc, but after that, it got pretty dismal, especially from three-point land for Charlotte. The Hornets finished a game going 7-35 of at the end of the contest, so outside of that first quarter, the three-point shooting just simply was not there, and Charlotte ends up shooting about 42% from the field for the game, but again, 7-35 of from beyond the arc, just not going to get the job done as Chicago shot about 52% from the field. They went 11-28 from three-point land, but again, the free-throw disparity was a pretty sizable margin. Charlotte 
only goes to the free throw line 15 times. They did a good job when they got there, 13 to 15, but Chicago 21 to 26 from the charity stripe. So at the end of the day, again, the Bulls end up fouling more than the Hornets, but just inopportune times when Charlotte committed those fouls, mostly in the act of shooting. A lot of Chicago's came on the offensive end of the floor, loose ball fouls, that sort of thing where it wasn't resulting in trips to the free throw line for Charlotte. But again, the three-point shooting was probably the biggest factor in this one. And here's what head coach Steve Clifford said after the game about it. And then the other part that goes along with that, though, is where I talk to the guys about you got to be able to play through that. You know what I mean? Like we uh, we did get a lot of good, you know, good looks and the ball didn't go in the basket. And that's where like one of the areas of growth that we haven't gotten to as well as you got to keep playing defense, keep rebounding. You know, we had some coverage mistakes there in the third and fourth quarter on things that we did better in the first half. And, you know, listen, within a game, being frustrated is part of it, right? I mean, you're not going to make every shot every night, but you can defend, you can play smart, you can play physical, you know, and that's what we need to do. Sam, that's been a little bit of an issue for this Hornets team all season long. They're bottom in the association when it comes to three-point percentage, three-point shooting in general, just hasn't been there for Charlotte this season. So paired with that and a 15-point deficit going into the fourth quarter, I think those are kind of the two major areas where it resulted in a loss for the Hornets last night. Yeah, and I think Steve Clifford also mentioned after the game, down four at half, I think the Bulls came out on like a 10-0 run or 12-0 run in the first two minutes of the third, and then sort of like those shooting issues that were kind of manageable to begin with. Now it's like, okay, now you're down 14 right off, right out of the gates in the third quarter. Now you really got to start making shots. And, you know, sometimes the, the longer a game goes and the more you're not making shots, the more the frustration builds and it starts trickling over to the defense because – just puts a strain on that because the Bulls never really are taking the ball out of the net and you know some of the frustration builds up and not getting being able to get your defense set and it just gets harder and harder and harder um, but you know that that's sometimes how it goes in the NBA and, and the good teams find a way to to persevere and figure out ways hey we're not hitting shots okay we got to step up the defense tonight or we got to find alternative ways to score get the ball in the paint more things like that so uh, it was a tough one last night for the Hornets. I mean, you know, I, I didn't think the shot quality was bad, really, from from just kind of a initial glance. I thought they got good looks, and sometimes they just don't go in, and it just kind of eventually, I think, hit sort of a breaking point that they just couldn't really overcome, hitting only seven threes. So, um, yeah, the good thing is we always like to say there's another one tonight, so hopefully they can kind of get that three ball back and got all those misses out of their system last night. Hornets fall last night, 114-98 in Chicago. The biggest disparity, probably the bench points. Chicago outscored Charlotte 44-25 to in that category. Got big performances from Kobe White off the bench. He had 20. Andre Drummond turned back the clock a little bit, 15 points, 11 rebounds for him off the bench as well. Ayo DeSumo had a team-high 22. That is a season high for him. And this is the reason I bring all this stuff up, Sam, is because we're looking at this in the lens of why the Hornets lost. But at the end of the day, we got to look at the lens of why did the Bulls win? And they got those big performances from everybody outside of their big stars. DeMar DeRozan had 15 points. He was pretty dormant for the first half of the game. I think he was only around nine points or so through three, three and a half quarters. Nikola Vucevic, who, again, we talk about being a big Hornet killer last night, 17 points, 12 rebounds. Looks like a pretty decent game on paper, but again, a lot of that stuff came late. Zach Levine only had 10 points as well, so the Bulls were able to get it done by committee last night. It wasn't DeRozan going off for 46 or Vucevic hitting five three-pointers. He was one of five from beyond the arc as well, so again, 
the final score I don't think is very indicative of what this game looked like because it was fairly close down the stretch. I mean, you look at it and the Hornets had it within nine with 90 seconds left. There was a 107 to 98 lead for Chicago. And then LaMelo Ball got two technicals, was ejected from the game. DeMar DeRozan goes to the free throw line, hits about six free throws. So again, I don't think that the final score reflects what this Hornets team did. Again, 15-point deficit going into the fourth quarter, pretty sizable. Chicago eventually won the fourth frame as well, 29-28. to But the Hornets kept this close for the most part down the stretch. Yeah, they were within striking distance, and it felt like you know when they cut the 15-point deficit, it got down to I think seven was about as close as they got multiple times in that fourth quarter. And it always felt like once they got it to seven, the Bulls would hit two shots in a row and they kind of get it back to 11 or 12 and just could never really get over that hump. And that's, that's the tough thing about trying to rally – from such a big deficit going into the fourth quarter on the road is just the margin for error is so, so slim that you basically just need to play a perfect quarter in order to overcome that. And uh, I thought it was a really good point you made that you're watching this entire game and you kind of, for whatever reason, you, you don't really hear Zach Levine's name called that much and DeMar DeRozan, but they did a great job of having some other guys step up. Andre Drummond, almost a season high for him. I think his, his season high is 17. He had 15 last night. I thought he was really good. Desumu obviously was really, really efficient. Big game for Kobe White. I mean, they had a lot of guys kind of step up uh, when they didn't get the, the normal production they usually get from the DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. So very balanced effort in the sense of the Bulls found ways to get other guys to contribute even when their stars weren't having their normal, you know, 25, 30-point games that we've become so used to seeing. Once again, Hornets fall by 16 last night, 114-98 in Chicago. Got to turn the page quickly, game against the Pistons tonight, but still more to talk about last night's contest after this break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Our Silver Linings portion comes your way right after this on the HHC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's a Silver Linings edition, unfortunately, of today's Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo, alongside the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. And Sam, we've come accustomed to this over the last two nights or so as the Hornets have now dropped two in a row, both coming on the road Tuesday in Milwaukee last night against Chicago. Silver Linings portion of the Hornets Hivecast. But again, a lot of Silver Lining performances, or nominees at least, for those honors. So as the guest of honor, I will let you go first. Who is your Silver Lining performance from last night's game? Yeah, I'm going to go with the rookie Mark Williams. 13 points, 7 rebounds. Uh, four of those were offensive. Also had a steal and 3 blocks. Was the only Hornet in positive for the plus-minus. It was plus 6. Um, and also was 6-7 from the field in 17 minutes. Just, again, really, really excited about the way Mark's been playing. I mean, and this was a tough challenge, at least defensively, because you're facing two centers that are not only both very good in Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond, but are two very, very different styles of player. Vucevic is a little bit more of a floor spacer and kind of a passing ball handling big man, while Andre Drummond is kind of that back-to-the-basket traditional low post guy. Uh, but Mark Williams, I mean, I, th- I thought he did really, really well. He's got some you know, just seeing kind of the different ways he's been finding, you know, or different ways he's been figuring out how to score. I mean, he's got really good footwork, really good touch around the rim. I love his finesse and his patience. I mean, it reminds me a little bit, I know, different eras, you know, with where the game is at now compared to several years ago, but he's got a little bit of Al Jefferson and just like his patience and his sort of arsenal, offensive arsenal around the rim. It's been really fun to watch. I'm excited to see kind of how Mark's game grows as he gets more and more comfortable and that offensive game starts to kind of open up a little bit more as he gets you know more and more comfortable playing. Down to Williams on the baseline, jab step against Drummond, he'll drive, show and go move up with a left hand, pretty finish. Mark Williams, beautiful post move and a timeout here by Chicago. Mark was great last night. I kind of had him penciled in as my top performer as well. He plays 17 minutes, 6-7 from the field, 1-2 from the free throw line as well. So in those 17 minutes, like you said, a positive and the plus minus. I thought he played really, really well. The reason I picked that highlight too is because he was going against a more veteran center in Andre Drummond as well. He was able to make him look a little foolish there as he got him with that second uh, he got him with that second move, kind of that show and go like Sam talked about there in the highlight. But Mark Williams looked really good out there on the floor last night. He just continues to rack up those minutes and head coach Steve Clifford said he's just been developing at what seems to be like a normal pace for a rookie big man in the NBA. That's the stuff that takes a while. You know, that he's got to, you know, like the pick and roll coverages and things like that, that he's slowly learning and getting better. And that's what's a lot different than college. So does a lot of good things. And then those execution things, you know, which against veteran big guys, those guys took advantage of that tonight. So um, he's good. He learns from it. That's a tough position to play, but he's doing a lot of good things. For me, my top performer from last night's game, I got to go with the guy that had the game high, 23 points. It's Terry Rozier. Rozier into the paint. Rozier up off the contact. No call. Rozier got it back, flips it up, and in. Counted and a foul. Terry Rozier. And and one opportunity. Timeout Chicago with 4.33 remaining. 
It's his fourth straight game of 20 or more points. He finishes with 23, like I mentioned. 8-21 from the field. 3 for 8 on the arc. Not the best shooting night from T-Row. 4 for 4 from the free throw line. 8 rebounds and assists. He also had 2 steals as well in the game. And again, I think he's the one that kind of gave the Hornets a chance there in the fourth quarter as Terry was very consistent. I think one of the things that I have noticed in Terry's game or something that I've brought up before, I don't want to say the word criticize because it's really hard to criticize a guy like Terry Rozier, obviously, but something that I mentioned is just the way he scores in bunches and then there might be a quarter or two where he goes a little silent. That wasn't the case last night. Terry had six points in the first quarter. He finishes with 10 at halftime. He was the leading scorer through three quarters of play for Charlotte. He had 17 through three frames and then he finishes with those 23. So he was able to get bucket after bucket despite those those tendencies that he has where he might not score in one quarter and then he pops off for 10 or 12 in another quarter and that sort of thing. So again, Terry Rozier, my silver lining performance from last night's game. And of course, we have to talk about one more thing from last night's contest. That was this massive dunk from Dennis Smith Jr. Gives to Smith. Smith rises and throws down a vicious right-handed hammer. Dennis Smith Jr., my goodness. That should be worth more than two. It would have certainly helped the cause for the Hornets last night as they were trailing at that point in the fourth quarter. But, man, Dennis Smith Jr., he's got bounce. He is one of those guys that can kind of spring it on you in just a flash. And it seemed like that's what happened last night as he threw it all over Andre Drummond. Sam, that's maybe my dunk of the year candidate so far for the Hornets, at least. But wanted to see if you agreed or disagreed with that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it feels like Dennis has had a – I know I missed some time earlier in the season, but it feels like he's had a handful that, you know, for whatever reason, hit off the back of the iron or just couldn't get it to land. So it felt like he was kind of due for one of these big throwdowns at some point to finally go through. And, yeah, that was definitely exciting. And, and real quick, back on Terry, uh, I like I like your point about kind of like the scoring felt a little bit spread out last night. and. It felt too in the third quarter. I think he only had seven points, but the baskets that he did hit felt very timely in the sense of it, it kind of kept Chicago or kept the Hornets within striking distance. You know, any you know, if Chicago was going to pull away, it felt like one of those buckets kind of came and stopped any sort of momentum. They felt very kind of like timely, I guess, and gave Charlotte a little bit of a chance at least to stay within striking distance as they enter the fourth quarter. Although still down fifteen, though, uh, but they played pretty even, I think, after that first two minutes. I mean, that's, I think they only got outscored by one point over the final 10 minutes of the third quarter too. So um, yeah, awesome stuff from Dennis to go back to that. And uh, yeah, you know, he's looking better and better. Seems to kind of find his form a little bit more after missing so much time. So it's good to see him back on the court and contributing on the offensive end, and certainly as he has been on the defensive one as well. And maybe the most important thing, too, from last night's game, Dennis Smith Jr. finally hit a three-pointer. I think he missed his last 23 attempts, so he's finally able to can a three back all the way in the first quarter, so hopefully that's able to springboard him a little bit moving forward as well, at least offensively. We know the defense has been there night in and night out for DS Day, so between the three-point made, and the emphatic dunk, hopefully it's able to spark a big offensive night for Dennis Smith Jr. here this evening as the Hornets take on the Detroit Pistons. Again, game day edition of the HHC. Hornets taking on the Pistons in the Motor City on the second night of a back-to-back. Your game preview comes your way right after this on the Hornets Hivecast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And like I said, you know, tomorrow night, that's going to be a big part of it too. You know, that's where last time Detroit at home, the biggest difference in the game was interior, you know, physicality and the paint. And, you know, we're going to have to be better with that tomorrow night. Head coach Steve Clifford with a little bit of an advanced scout on the Detroit Pistons. Tonight's opponent for your Hornets, Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Purley, with you on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, presented as always by Senta. Sam, time now for our game preview to kind of give a little bit of a scouting report on the Pistons and what Steve Clifford referred to there in that quote. The last time these two teams played came back in the middle of December. Detroit won it in overtime, 141 to 134. Four Hornets were north of 20. That included Kelly Oubre, who had a game high 28. Of course, Kelly will not play tonight. Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, and Jalen McDaniels also north of 20. Alec Burks, though, had 27 points off the bench for the Pistons as Detroit shot 51% from the field, 45% from beyond the arc, and the Hornets shot 41% from the field. They were 17 of 51 from three-point land. That is the most attempts that the Hornets have taken from beyond the arc all season. And to kind of scout what the Pistons have done since then, ever since the calendar flipped to 2023, Detroit is just 3-10. and They've lost six of their last seven games. And the Pistons, man, they've had quite a week already. Detroit lost to the Mavericks on the road on Monday, 111-105. They got stranded in Dallas after some really bad weather hit the Lone Star State. The Pistons were supposed to play the Wizards at home on Wednesday, but could not get out of Dallas. Everything just a solid sheet of ice, could not de-ice the plane. They couldn't get in the air, so they postponed the game Wednesday against the Wizards. So with that said, Detroit finally able to fly home earlier Thursday. So again, I know it's the second night of a back-to-back, but the Pistons didn't beat the Hornets back to the Motor City by much time, even though Charlotte ended up playing a game last night. So again, a little bit of a hectic travel schedule here for Detroit heading into this one. 
I don't know if it's going to be a big factor considering that Detroit, they've been on the road in five days that wasn't scheduled because they've been stranded in Dallas. But again, second night of a back-to-back, I don't think you can equate the two to being a fatigue factor, but I guess we'll see what happens tonight, Sam. Yeah, it is kind of a, it's been uh, obviously an interesting week for the Pistons and they will have a rest advantage, but to what extent they'll have an advantage giving the kind of unusual circumstances and being in Dallas two and a half days longer than they originally anticipated. Um, you never know how that can kind of mess up a team's schedule in terms of how much practice or what they're supposed to do. So uh, it'll be interesting tonight. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, I guess, you know, the Hornets and the flight from Chicago to Detroit, obviously not super long. So we'll see if, you know, if it makes a difference tonight. But uh, yeah, it should be interesting. It's been a, I'm sure the Pistons are happy to at least be home and getting back on the court after kind of being uh, stuck in Dallas for what felt like, I'm sure, you know, forever. All right, you know how this works. We need a player to watch for each team. We also need a stat to watch. Where would you like to begin? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with Terry. I know we talked about him. Or Terry Rozier is my Hornets player to watch. I know we talked about him a little bit in that last segment, but led the team in scoring last month uh, in January at 25.1 points per game over 15 outings and is already leading the team in scoring this month with 23 last night in Chicago. Uh, last time they played the Pistons, Terry had 25 points. Wasn't super efficient, was only 8 of 28 uh, although in their last trip to Detroit, which was last February, he did record his second career triple-double. So maybe there's something, you know, last February, back to this February, maybe we'll have something close to a repeat performance uh, like he did a year ago. Groundhog Day was yesterday, so maybe it'll be like the Bill Murray Classic, and maybe he's able to replicate that performance. For me, my Hornets player to watch for tonight, it's his running mate in the backcourt. It's got to be LaMelo Ball. I know LaMelo was frustrated last night, got ejected from the game late in the contest because he didn't get a foul call. I think it was just kind of some pent-up frustration from the last two games, especially after getting hit in the face in Milwaukee against the Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo and not getting a foul call there. Just kind of boiled over with the frustration of losing the game late and not getting a foul call there in Chicago. I think it just kind of all came to a head there, and Lamelo ejected for the first time in his career. But he had a really good second half at halftime of the game. Last night, he had seven points, three rebounds, six assists. He finishes with 19 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. So definitely really, really good job, at least increasing that scoring output there in the second half. I think a lot of that came in the fourth quarter, too. I want to say he had the first two or three buckets for the Hornets there to start off the fourth quarter as Charlotte was trying to mount that comeback after trailing by 15 through three quarters of play. So for me, I have to go with LaMelo Ball tonight. I think it's just one of those games that he's going to have to harness that energy, that that anger, that frustration. He's going to take it out on the Pistons, and heck, he might even have another triple-double. It would be his second in three games if he's able to pull off the feet tonight. All right, that leaves us with a Pistons player to watch and a stat to watch. Where would you like to go next, Mr. Pearlie? I'm going to go with a Pistons player to watch um, and a guy you uh, mentioned a few minutes ago, and Alec Burks had a big game against the Hornets the first time they met back in December. 27 points, which was a season high at the time. I think he's topped it since. Was 8 of 12 shooting, had four threes, three assists, and only 26 minutes off the bench. Recently, he has moved into the Pistons' starting lineup. He's replaced Killian Hayes. So over his last three games, uh, Burks, as a starter now for the Pistons, is averaging 16 points, shooting over 50% from the field, and over 52% on three-point uh, three point attempts, three and a half a game almost. So, uh, And in those three games, he's topped 20 points twice. Really, really talented player, veteran guy, uh, dealt with a lot of injuries kind of earlier in his career, but is still contributing at a high level. So Alec Burks is my guy to watch tonight 
on the Detroit side. Can't have him go off like he did in Charlotte a couple months ago. For me, it's the guy that's consistent night in and night out for this Pistons team that, again, by the way, is last in the Eastern Conference, sitting below the Hornets. It's Bojan Bogdanovic. Bogey, he's been something ever since he came over in the offseason. He signed that extension not that long ago, but he's still getting his name flirted out there with some trade bait and some trade rumor talks and that sort of thing. But he goes for 29 against Dallas the other night. He's constantly in double figures. The last time that he was in single-digit scoring, came all the way back on December 7th against the New Orleans Pelicans where he only had five points. So, again, Bogdanovich, he's only missed a handful of games so far this season. He's that veteran on that team that is very, very young, sitting there at 33 years old. Could be a trade bait piece maybe moving forward for the Pistons if Detroit's able to get what they like in return, at least in terms of assets, as obviously they aren't making the postseason this year. But time will tell. We'll see what Bogdanovich is able to do against the Hornets team tonight, where, again, the last time that these two teams played, he goes for 24. So it seems like he just doesn't matter who the opponent is. He's going to get his no matter what. But Bogdanovich is my guy to watch in tonight's contest. So that leaves us with a statistic to watch. And what are you keeping an eye on tonight, Sam? Yeah, my stat tonight to watch is going to be fouls on the Detroit side. Right now, the Pistons lead the NBA in fouls per game at 22.3, which, not surprisingly, is leading to the fourth most opposing free throw attempts. Their opponents take almost 26 free throw attempts per game. I think Charlotte struggled to kind of get to the line last night. We obviously saw some of that frustration bubble up in the second half. Stay aggressive, get the ball to the paint. Detroit obviously does not do a great job defending without fouling. Put in position and just put a lot of pressure on their defense. You'll find ways to get to the free throw line, hopefully make those, and I think it'll kind of open up the offense a little bit more. So, again, my stat to watch is going to be fouls. Put some pressure on this Detroit defense tonight. For me, my statistic to watch is going to be the one that Steve Clifford gifted me at the beginning of this segment, and that's going to be points in the paint. When you take a look at it at the overall season, it's a pretty big disparity. Charlotte's fifth in the association when it comes to points in the paint per game on average. They average about 55 per contest. It's about a 46-point average for the Pistons on the other side. That's a pretty sizable margin at the end of the day. I mean, you're talking about five buckets right there in terms of just the average alone. So you go back to that matchup that the Hornets and Pistons played back on December 14th. The Hornets won the points in the paint battle, but it was very close. It was 54-52. to That was the advantage going to Charlotte. Now you go back to Monday's game when the Pistons were last in action and they played Dallas. It was a 52-26 advantage for the Mavericks. So Detroit does not do a very good job getting in the paint and scoring at the bucket. For what it's worth, in last night's game, the Hornets scored 56 points in the paint. They outscored Chicago 56-54 to in that category. But for me, points in the paint, probably going to be a pretty big factor tonight, especially the way that Charlotte has shot the three-point ball all year, and especially in the second half last night, going just 1-17 of from beyond the arc in the final 24 minutes of action. Now, hopefully, we would obviously love to see that get changed, and maybe the points in the paint aren't as big of an emphasis, but again, just try to get around the rim, get in the paint, assert your dominance, and able to get some high percentage shots. That is my key statistic to watch in tonight's game. No matter what, no matter how it shakes out, Myself and Sam Perley will be back on tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Hivecast to recap this one. So, Sam, thank you so much for joining me on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I had so much fun. Let's do it again tomorrow. That sounds good to me. Thank you, as always, for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And we'll talk to you tomorrow once again here on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.